0: This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge Mentality. This is Twin Peaks.
3: Wichita State Baseball takes their show across town to Riverfront Stadium as they face off against reigning national runner-up Oklahoma on Tuesday, March 28th at 6 p.m. Be there as the historically filled Shocker Baseball program makes their third all-time appearance at the new downtown Wichita ballpark. It's a baseball lover's dream. Tickets start as low as $4 for youth and $8 for adults. Get yours today at GoShockers.com slash WSU Riverfront or call the Wind Search ticket office at 316-221-8000. Thousand. It's Championship Week, and ESPN Wichita is headed to Kansas City. The Shane Dennis Show and The Pulse with me, Pat Strumpfman, will be broadcasting live for the Big 12 Championship Tournament throughout the week. We'll have the latest analysis from games, post-game audio with coaches and players, and much, much more from the T-Mobile Center. Our Big 12 Championship coverage is presented by Enhanced Wellness and Derby and the Kansas Contractors Association. Your home for the Big 12 Championship is ESPN Wichita. Ninety
4: two point three FM. I want, you got. Welcome back, our 2 here on Monday, one oh one. Shane and Jack with you for another uh, fifty five minutes or so. A little crosstalk with Pat coming up in the final segment. Play the little I'm old Jack's Young here on a March 6th. Tell you all about the successful weekend that Chocker Sports had coming up at 125 or thereabouts. A little bit of trivia for Jack when we come up uh, at the end of this segment coming up. But first, we got some headlines to tell you about. And I have mentioned this young lady's name a time or two in the headlines prior. But she probably deserves a little bit more than that. And that is Caitlin Clark from Iowa. She is a favorite to win the National Player of the Year Award. She had a triple-double on Sunday as Iowa beat Ohio State 105-72 to win the Big uh, Big Ten Tournament title for the second year in a row. It was Caitlin Clark's 10th triple-double of her career, third most in D1 history regardless of gender. She's the only player of the last 20 years, man or woman, with a 25, 15, and 10 triple-double, and she's now done it twice. As a freshman, Clark averaged 26.6 points, 6 rebounds, and 7 assists. And it's gotten better since then. Sophomore, 27, 8, and 8. Junior, 27, 7.5, and a a little over 8 assists. She has Iowa all but locked up a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. So you'll likely be hearing a lot more from her and about her. But she's already said that she's going to go back to Iowa next year and says she may even come back for her COVID year, her extra year. And if that happens, she would have the Division One scoring mark in women's basketball in her sights, it currently rests with Kelsey Plum, who has 3,527 points. She averaged 25 and a half points in 139 games at Washington. Kelsey Plum, 25 a game in 139 games. Currently, Clark is averaging 27 points in 94 games. At Iowa. So she very, very easily, assuming full health, could zoom by the women's basketball scoring record when she comes back to Iowa next year. But first things first, probably a one seed, the Iowa Hawkeyes, Caitlin Clark. Keep your eye on her. Uh, Major League Baseball headlines now, and the pitch clock has really, really been in the news. And for as much as anything else, getting your arm ready, getting your swings in, manipulating the pitch clock or using it to your advantage is certainly should be high on the list of priorities for spring training pitchers. Max Scherzer has been in the news. If you like baseball at all, you've seen him pushing the boundaries in uh, his start on Friday against the Nationals, he was called for a balk once trying to quick-pitch Victor Robles. He had a double play wiped out after the ump ruled that he didn't deliver a pitch in time. And he also successfully pulled off a quick pitch by kind of finding a loophole in the, in the uh, pitch clock by coming set long enough to where the hitter called time. Did you see this, Jack? This was kind of a stroke of genius. He came set, held it, and as you know, if you hold it long enough, the hitter's going to call a timeout. Hitter steps out, but all the while, Scherzer's still in the stretch. He didn't break contact with the rubber, and the second the guy stepped back in the box, he threw a fastball right on by him, and the guy couldn't time it up and swung and missed and struck out.
5: I did see this, yes.
4: That's genius. Now, I don't know if they're going to tweak that or if you can consistently be able to do that. Now, you got to be a strike-throwing machine to do that, too, by the way. Um, are they going to tweak this before um, the season starts, yes or no?
5: Oh, I think it'd have to be more of a repeat offense here, if you want to call it that, for it to be kind of tinkered with it wouldn't shock me middle of the season if it's tinkered with a little bit i don't know though shane we're about what now 3 weeks or a couple i think this thursday it'll be 3 weeks from opening day yeah
4: a little more than that yeah
5: i think they're kind of running on running up on time here to make any last minute adjustments cuz keep in mind too there's already been a big adjustment to this. If you add another element, now you're kind of just tinkering with stuff that maybe doesn't need to be tinkered with.
4: Well, I I don't necessarily mean adding another element. I mean, it's just maybe a little bit more – and I don't know how you'd word this, so maybe that's why we're stuck with what we got. Number one, I don't think Major League Baseball anticipated some of the antics or efforts to try to get around – or use the pitch clock to your advantage that much, and if they wanted to tweak it, it would be there would be more. I would say, in the lap of the umpire to use their discretion. You think they could get away with that, or would that raise holy hell by saying, "All right, let's, within reason, umps uh, enforce the pitch clock, but if you see something egregious, then fire away. We'll give you the we'll give you the power to do that."
5: Maybe if it's egregious, I think, and it has to still be, you know, a repeat offense here, where you're seeing a lot of pitchers around the league do it, where you have to maybe bring this more to light or, or show that you can't really do this. You can't manipulate the pitch clock this much because right now, I think it's kind of evenly distributed on terms of advantages and disadvantages between the batter and the the pitcher. Right? If you are a pitcher that is a slow worker, you're kind of the disadvantage. That now after maybe. 10 or 15 years of working like this, I mean, I think a perfect example is her oldest Chapman. Aroldus Chapman had the ninth slowest tempo in baseball, and he's been that way for a really long time. Now he's forced into this box of, you got to get rid of the ball in 15 seconds. You also could be a hitter that more likes to take his time. He t- steps out. You know, he's not really staying in the box. He walks around, takes a couple of practice hacks. Now he's forced to maybe take a foot outside the box and get back yep. in there, and be ready yep. to hit. So I think right now it's pretty even, and I haven't seen, with the exception of the Scherzer thing, either side really manipulate it because it's kind of tough to, when you think about it. Yeah. I think this is really the only way as a pitcher you could manipulate it and I think we won't see it as much because in, in spring training, as you know, Shane, you got guys that are high AA guys. Sometimes their mind drifts away or they're not as focused and they mess up when they're facing a future Hall of Fame pitcher. Right, Some guys right. are more locked in than others the way it's always going to be. And I think in the regular season, you'll see guys be a little bit more focused in where you won't see a pitcher or a hitter for that matter try to manipulate the pitch clock as much as we're seeing this in spring training.
4: I forget the exact teams involved, but I think the Yankees were one. Um, it involved a Yankee pitcher that walked off the back of the mound, so he was totally off the dirt, grabbed at the rosin bag, all the while the pitch clock is going. But at the same time, the hitter wasn't in the box either. And as the pitcher is is climbing the back of the hill and not on the rubber yet, and with the hitter waiting on the pitcher, not realizing he, or just spaced off that he wasn't in the box it was a called strike three on him neither one of them were ready but by the the letter of the law by technicality by the rule the way it's worded the hitter wasn't in the box with his eyes forward at a certain time in the pitch clock and so a called strike three was implemented on him even though the pitcher was really nowhere near the pitching rubber so that's the reason why I kind of Ask, can we relax some of this? Can we tweak some of this? Can we at least uh, use more common sense with this? And we'll keep you up to date if if anything does change as far as that goes. But the old pitch clock is in the news. And a large reason for perhaps the Cubs throwing a spring training no-hitter. That occurred on Friday. And I didn't realize there was one thrown in 2017. I don't know what that says about me paying attention, but a spring training no-hitter that lasted two hours and 14 minutes. In basketball, for you NBA fans that watch the NBA, you might be interested to know that Julius Randle joined an exclusive club on Friday He and four other players are now the only ones in the Mike Breen Double Bang Club. Hall of Fame announcer Mike Breen has spent decades saying bang on big shots. But on only five occasions has Mike Breen gone with the Double Bang in his illustrious broadcasting career. I could remember one of them, and I could name it, but only one of the five. Jack, are, are you familiar with this uh, this call by Mike Brink? Oh, yeah. I
5: think everybody should be familiar with it. I, I'd say the okay. only one that comes to mind, though, is this the trivia question?
4: Uh, no, that's okay. not the, okay. the trivia question. I don't want to jump the gun. One.
5: No, do you know? <laughs> I want to say the one that really stands out is when Steph Curry had the game-winner against yes, OKC.
4: That's the one that I remember. Okay. That was... The deep one, uh, 121 to 118 back in 2016 yep. with six tenths of a second left in overtime. The others in 2019, Eric Gordon hit a game tying three to send the Rockets to overtime against the Lakers in a game won eventually by Houston, 138, 134. So Eric Gordon's in the club. Luka Doncic in August of 2020 in the bubble. Wow. Buzzer beating three in OT. Mavs one thirty three. Clips one thirty three. One thirty five. Clips one thirty three. Yeah, Luca in the bubble got one. God, remember that daytime NBA basketball?
5: Hated every second of it.
4: Shut up. Oh yeah, I, lo- I loved every second of it. it I mean, it, daytime got yeah. me. Ba- it brought me back to NBA basketball, really? simply because there was something on at two o'clock on uh, Tuesday.
5: That's fair, but also at the same time, like it was in the bubble. Hey, I think NBA postseason is really just one of the coolest things to watch. And when there's nobody there, that's that's the outside factor. Like if I had NBA basketball and during the afternoon you had that environment, different story here. That COVID year was the most forgettable thing in every sport. I think that might have been the most. Unenjoyable time in sports history for me, at least, because you had these, like you said, great calls. Luca having the, the game winner against the Clips, and yet there's nobody there, so you don't nobody get the crowd there. element. Yeah. Like, that's the Although best you, part of Mike gotta Green hand, calls.
4: You got to hand it to the NBA for busting their ass and trying to make something happen, though, during the COVID.
5: That Absolutely. Was,
4: that was really, really outside the box thinking. So the other two is Randall. The game winner with seven-tenths of a second left, Knicks 122, Heat 120, and Marcus Smart back in 2021, game time three, sending the Celtics 2 OT t against the Knicks. Boston would ultimately lose. Five guys in the double bang category for Mike Breen. Staying in the NBA, uh, some off the court news, John Morant has stepped away from the Grizzlies, it was first reported for at least two games, and I think now it's indefinitely. Um, might have changed. But the NBA is investigating a video that he posted on Saturday in which he displayed what appeared to be a gun at a nightclub. More on that as it develops. Two brothers got traded for each other in the NHL. First time it's ever happened. Nick and Brett Ritchie swapped sides. I don't know who they play for, but it's a cool story. Uh, how was Travis Kelsey on Saturday Night Live? Did you see it?
5: I did. I thought he was great. So 1 to
4: 10. 1
5: being terrible, 10 being the best ever. He? Okay. Well, best ever, no. But I think what Travis Kelsey was given, like there was some – some awful, awful skits that just were the most unfunny things I I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> oh, but no. some were, some were pretty good. Like I, I'm not going to blame Travis Kelsey because he delivered his lines well. I mean, he he looked very comfortable. His uh-huh. opening lon- monologue was perfect. I don't know if you saw his quote. It was fantastic. He goes, "Kids, it goes to show you if you smoke weed and get kicked off a team, you can still win two Super Bowls." <laughs> so that was like perfect. Jason was yeah. perfect in a little skit they did, but. Man, I mean, I didn't have high expectations because I haven't watched SNL religiously in probably 10 years or something like that. There there were some good skits, though. I was laughing out loud a a couple of times, but then there was a couple of skits where he wasn't even in it, and it might have been the worst stretch of comedy I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm going, man, I mean, he's having to be there in the reeds, and (laughs) has to be thinking in his mind, they're really going to move forward with that? I think the Mm -hmm. only disappointing thing was there was a skit with Creed Humphrey. And they cut it out. And I'm looking at the six or seven skits they did. And I'm like, you're telling me that didn't make it in, but that skit that did? Like, there there was some that even Travis Kelsey was in. I'm going, it's a little bit uncomfortable. There was one uh-huh. that was hilarious. There was the straight male friend I thought was pretty hilarious. And there was the opening one he did where it was like the American doll that you have to go look it up. He was basically this, like, creepy dude that brought – you know what that, that – tea party thing you can do i this is the first time i had heard of it you can there's this restaurant where it's like a tea party usually bring like your daughter or something like that and they Mm -hmm. bring their dolls and you sit them up at a little table and they serve you tea and travis kelsey walked in there with only two dolls and no daughter and so (laughs) that was pretty funny they were like trying to get him thrown out or something so that was a good opening his monologue was great but overall if i'm going from snl greatest i've ever seen to the worst i've ever seen i'll give it a a six and a half. I thought it was pretty funny, and he was great. I mean, he is—he is destined to do stuff after football, that's for sure.
4: Can you? Well, you just—you just watched it. But I was going to ask you: Can you name a SNL regular? Is uh, Keenan Thompson? Kenan Thompson still, on on
5: it? still there? Michael Che, Colin Jost—they do that. Okay, weekend so those two
4: guys—those two guys doing Weekend Update—is a scream. And yes. And if you follow them on <laughs> Instagram. Uh, are, do they still write racist jokes for each other? They do,
5: they do, and they. Oh my God! They didn't do that skit. They had some some funny blurbs. They did. There was one though. They brought on during that skit. And Travis Kelsey was not on that one, and mm-hmm. I was like, Ah oh, man, I wish they could have brought him on as some character. They always do that. They did that with Seth Meyers and Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. When they yeah. have the and so they brought on the, this one skit. I Shane, I'm telling you, I looked over to my girlfriend. We're watching. I'm going. There's no way they all sat there in the writers' room and said. Yep, we're going forward with this. Yeah. There was a, a script they did with Colin Jost and there were these two other I can't name the cast members and the, the joke, the ongoing like bit was that the girl kept mispronouncing like celebrities names and you had to guess who she was meaning by it. They'd be like, "Oh, and oh, talk about Sylvester Stallone She's like, well, she calls him Bill Vester Balone. Who do you think <laughs> it is?" And I'm going, "Who the hell actually approved that?" And I'm sitting there I'm going, "I might have to like I'm good just catching the rest." On Twitter or whatnot, like I don't even know if I can continue watching it. It was so bad because the end of that weekend update was so atrocious, and I was like, "Man, they they could have capitalized on so much better things with having a damn football player hosting SNL." I'm like, "Why go to those things?" I get you still need to have everybody involved, but the the Colin Joe's Michael Che thing is by far and away the best thing they still have on SNL.
4: No other chief uh, made it on camera.
5: Uh no, I, I they had a doll that was very similar looking to Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and I was like, oh, they they're definitely gonna bring him in as a as a waiter or something like that. Jason Kelsey had a great cameo. There was one skit where Travis Kelsey had like a girlfriend and like he had a crazy ex girlfriend. Jason Kelsey was the new boyfriend. He comes over and goes, sir, or, Man, or he goes, hey, sweetie, is this guy bothering you? And then he like squares up on Travis Kelsey and Travis acts all scared and stuff. It was it was a good like little. 20-second cameo that he had. They didn't overdo it with Jason. I thought they should have put Jason and Travis in a skit together, but maybe they just didn't want to do that in the time they had. But you can go find on Twitter uh, the skit that Creed Humphrey was in. I am baffled that that was passed over, like absolutely baffled. It was so well done, and for some of the skits they did, I'm like, man, really? You didn't have time to put in that little two-minute skit?
4: Well, that's too bad, but uh, good job for Travis for apparently killing it. All right, um... We'll get back to college basketball now. Two men's and women's teams will punch their tickets to the big dance today and tonight with wins in their conference tournament finals, uh, joining the other five men's and eight women's teams who've already made it. Tonight, the Sun Belt between South Alabama and Louisiana is at 6 o'clock, and the SoCon Winner between Chattanooga and Furman will get in. The one of the teams we talked about last week who had never made it to an NCAA tournament got in. So we have a first-timer of the first five. Those that have made it, in the NEC, Fairleigh Dickinson.
5: Jack, what's the nickname of Fairleigh Dickinson? Oh, I should know this. Uh, their their logo is uh, the horse or the, the knight in chess. So I'm going to oh. go the knights? Oh,
4: yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. They're 19 and 14. This is their seventh appearance. Ohio Valley, southeast Missouri State. They're in. What are they?
5: I'll go Red Hawks.
4: Yes. Second appearance. First since 2000. In the Big South, the UNC Asheville Blanks.
5: Oh, aren't they the? Oh, I'm going to go the Aggies.
2: Mm, Bulldogs, the UNC, Bulldogs.
5: Good. Okay. Good. Fifth appearance, first since 2016.
4: They're 27 and seven. They actually won a bunch of games. Missouri Valley Drake Bulldogs. Yeah, they killed Bradley, 77 to 51. This is their sixth appearance. Their second in the last three seasons. And finally. Kennesaw State dancing for the very first time. What are they? Hoot, hoot, the owls. The owls are 26 and eight and dancing for the first time. Thanks to a free throw in the last second to beat Liberty 67 to 66. So the game tonight in the Sun Belt is in Pensacola. The game tonight in the Southern is in Asheville. So keep your eyes peeled for. Two more tickets punched tonight. On the women's side, Sunbelt also. The the two teams on the women's side, Texas State and James Madison, the Big East, Villanova, and UConn. Games to watch tonight in the NBA, Hawks and Heat. They're on the NBA channel, if you get that, followed by the Pelicans and the Kings. Uh, spring training game going on right now, Phillies and Orioles. It's on the MLB channel. Um, here's your Trivia. Kennesaw State going dancing for the first time ever after winning its conference tournament on Sunday. The question is, and I think I already said it, so if you're paying attention, it'll be an easy one for you. What conference are they in? When we come back, Jack will have the answer, and we'll talk Wichita State sports. There is one game going on right now, and so far so good, for Wichita State. We'll tell you what sport and who they're playing against. Wichita State baseball won a series, the men's basketball team won on senior day, and we'll hear a little audio from three of the seniors on the men's basketball team after that game as well. The AAC men's tournament is all set up. We know who the Shockers are going to play. We'll tell you about that and all kinds of WSU stuff when we return. It one twenty-three.
2: The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low
0: vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. When it comes to making plans for next year, it's time to think new for 22.
3: Take advantage of the season's best pricing on model year 2022, Case IH equipment from CanEquip. Choose from Case IH seeders, tillage tools, and more. Plus five years of an AFS Connect subscription with purchase on select equipment. Visit CanEquip in Wichita and Hutchinson, your Case IH Red Zone sponsor. Penny with,
2: Penny with you. Paid for by Bar Justice. Attention Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? The FDA has warned that Zantac and other medications containing heartburn drug Ranitidine may be contaminated with cancer causing agent NDMA. Xantac may be linked to these cancers bladder, colorectal, esophageal, intestinal, kidney, liver ovarian pancreatic stomach testicular and uterine if you or a loved one have been diagnosed with cancer after using zantac or other heartburn medications for several months call now 800-516-9931 never stop taking medication without first consulting a physician call right now for a free consultation you may be owed significant compensation call 800-516-9931 800-516-9931 That's 800-516-9931. 800-516-9931.
1: Get in the zone. AutoZone.
2: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Oh, want better visibility to get you through the winter? A new pair of premium wipers can help. Right now, you can earn a $10 bonus reward when you buy a pair of Rain-X Quantum Wiper Blades. See better and stay safe on the road all winter long. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in the zone.
3: AutoZone.
2: Restrictions apply. Offer available to AutoZone Rewards members. Hi, this is Blake Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Brian Davis, another great special on Natural Light 30 Packs, only $23.99. And don't forget, Most Wanted Vodka 1.75 liters, just $17.99. Davis Liquor Outlet, each store independently owned and operated.
1: Excludes 31st Meridian.
0: Your exclusive home of championship
3: week, ESPN Wichita 92.3. ESPN Wichita is bringing you a full week of college basketball action leading up to March Madness. We'll have exclusive live play-by-play of the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, plus the ACC and Big 10 tournament championship games. And it all leads to our selection Sunday special to kick off March Madness right here on your home for college basketball, ESPN Wichita. Ninety two point three FM. All
4: right, it's one twenty seven. The trivia question before we get to, into some shocker stuff: Kennesaw State is going dancing for the first time ever after winning its conference tournament. The question is simple: What conference are they in? Jack, what's the answer?
5: I uh, see this is this is why I shouldn't overthink things. Cause I know you just said it. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, was it? I won't uh, guarantee that I just said it. But I, I thought I probably you probably did. did. Yeah, you yeah. probably did, and I just was focused on trying to get the mascots. I'm gonna go Horizon. Nope. Ugh. Ohio Valley. <laughs> nope. <laughs> sunbelt? I don't know. Oh, uh, you're getting closer, uh, you're getting warmer with the
4: Sunbelt part. It's the A Sun, formerly A-sun. the Atlantic Sun. Yes. All right. Um, over the weekend, big, big goings on. Uh, over the weekend. Uh, really within a couple of hundred yards of everybody. You had men's basketball going on. You had softball going on. And you had baseball going on. Shockers, we already talked to uh, Peyton Toley. They won two out of three against Oakland out of the horizon uh, and scoring 33 runs in the two games um, on Saturday and Sunday. You had the softball team winning all four games over the weekend, two against Western Illinois, two against Bradley. Uh, they had to walk off Western yesterday afternoon, early evening, but they did. Uh, so they now have won 11 in a row. Uh, the women's basketball team is playing right now in Fort Worth. It's the 8-9 game in the AAC tournament. Wichita State 25, Temple 17. So far, so good. Shock shooting 48% from the floor, and they have never trailed. They are leading by eight as we speak. But getting back to um, senior day, the men's basketball team, they pretty much laid waste to USF. 69 to 49 was the final. Craig Porter Jr. on senior day, Pretty much did what he normally does. Career-high 24 points. That's the only um, departure from the norm for him. But everything else was pretty much uh, on brand for Porter as far as his stat line. he uh, The last assist of the night that he had was the 250th of his three-year Shocker career. So that puts him in the top 25. He's got 81 career blocks, now most all-time by a shocker guard. And 14th most overall. That's maybe the most impressive thing that he had did in his career. 81 block shots as a guy at 6'2". He's top 14 in the all-time list. Entered today tied with Ron Baker for most blocks by a, by a guard. They will play Tulsa on Thursday in the first round um, in Fort Worth. 6 o'clock central time. ESPNU. Winner gets two lane on Friday night at 8 ESPNU. So we had Gus Okafor, Isaiah Porbear Chandler. They started and got some quality minutes. Porbear had a triple, and Okafor had eight points and seven rebounds in 19 minutes. That was his best game by far in a long, long time. Wichita State shot 50% from the field and held USF to 31%. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, USF only had 16 points in the second half. So the Shockers end up at 16-14, and 9-9 in the league. USF 14-17, 7-11 in the conference. Uh, speaking of the Shocker women's basketball team, besides playing right now, uh, Jana Sinday and Trijada Colbert were named to the all conference third team. Um, it was announced by the Americans Sunday afternoon. The Sunday 13.4 points, 10.4 rebounds. Let's see how she's doing. Well Trijada Colbert's got four points at the moment. And let's see what Jana Sinday is up to. Against they're playing Temple right now. It's twenty eight to eighteen. 4.3 three rebounds. They're midway through the second quarter. Okay, so congratulations to those two. They're named to the third team in the American. Uh, softball, again, they walked off Western Illinois to finish 4-0. They're now 23rd in the country. They move up a couple of spots. They got the walk-off win from Lauren Lucas, beat Western in eight innings, 2-1. to one. They're now 16-3. Winning streak is 11 games and also knocked off. Bradley twice, and Western Illinois the previous day. So, that's the very latest from softball. And again, if you missed our interview with Peyton Toley, go to the podcast uh, shortly after the Pulse is done. Jack, I have it up there. I interviewed him in hour number one. He was 8 for 10 at the plate in his first two games of the series. Ended up 9 for 14 with, I think, nine RBIs. Uh, at the plate and totally had 10 strikeouts, a career high, with six innings in his start on Saturday. All right. So, the aforementioned outgoing seniors. You'll hear from Craig Porter on the pulse. I'm pretty sure of that. But James Rojas, Isaiah Porberry Chandler, and Gus Okafor took to the podium after they whooped USF 69-49. And here's how that sounded yesterday at Charles Koch Arena.
3: We're here. You, left. you
6: uh, it's pretty awesome, honestly. Uh, I seen Marcus McDuffie senior night my freshman year, and I was like, this ain't not going to go by that fast. Now it happened, and it's just like, damn. <laughs> and watching that video, you know, to see you CU cutting down the nets and everything, how cool is that to have that memory look
3: back on? Nostalgic.
0: That's
6: kinda of the right way to send it off. Uh I mean yeah, that was a great way to uh finish it off. Um, you know, give us the momentum to get going in the tournament. You know, we gotta go win four and uh just get get to where we wanna get. So just just continue to work so we can get there. Isaiah, you uh, uh that first, or when you left that
1: was Craig's first year, you come back and now you know he's this entirely different player. Tell me about the improvement that you've seen from, you know, he was kind of like that that role player off the bench <laughs> that first year, that championship season,
6: and now, you know, just what kind of player is he now? Man, you don't let like me talking about it, but <laughs> when I first came here, I was like, man, he wasn't dunking this and that, this and that. I leave, and I watched the, I watched the season when I was gone, you know. This man was putting the ball behind his back, between the legs, I'm like, uh, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it was a big jump, big difference, you know. Real real leader now, you know. And, hey James,
1: tell me about uh, his defense, Craig's defense, uh, you know, for a 6'2 guy to have five blocks, uh, the impact that he's made, uh, you know, do you think he has a case for uh, defensive player of the year in this conference?
6: Yes, for sure. I mean, I ain't never played with a guard in my life that can block that many shots. Like, he it's just ridiculous how many shots – a 6-2 guard blocks and I mean his athleticism is I mean he just goes and gets them and I mean it's it's great to have him come over and help because I mean nobody's expecting him to really block your shot like so I mean it's big time to have him over there and he's definitely he should definitely be in a running for that. Gus tell me about yeah just Craig's defense like
1: how much is just like make up for like if there's a blown assignment it seems like he's kind of like a rim
6: protector like a 6-2 rim protector is that kind of how you guys feel yeah for sure it's it's really crazy because it's some blocks that I see him go for that he gets that's just like how did he get that really and he blocks big dude shots guard shots and it's really sneaky for real.
3: Just you know, like throughout the season, the
6: fluctuation of the the guys filling out the rest of the minutes. You know, you never know whose night it's going to be that night. You know, today you came in, put in a, a big spark there. You know, to talk about the, the mentality of always being ready to go. Yeah, so I'm a hooper. So like, when I when my number get called, I'm always ready to go. And once I seen my first shot go in, I felt like I was good. I grabbed a rebound or two. I felt like I was good to go. Mm-hmm
1: you know,
6: had to be pretty, special. I mean, this whole season I know you've had, uh, you know, your kid here be able to watch you play. How much has that meant to you, you know, this last year? Oh, man, it's the best. Just, just even when I was in foul trouble, I mean, I was down on myself, obviously, but I just I see him and hear him behind me, so, you know, I can't be mad. I mean, he's right there, so, uh, I mean, he sparks me for sure, just him being there, just enjoying the moment every single day, so, I mean, it's, it's big time having him here for me uh i mean we feel good honestly we we've struggled home games so i mean we're really good on the road so they're all they're all away games now so i mean we're just going in there like it's a regular away game and just going to get the job done and obviously we're going to keep on working and getting there so Or what was the talk of about rebounding. So, coach had told us that they had nine offensive rebounds, and he was like, if they have another nine, then we're not going to win the game. So, we kind of just rebounded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really good defense in the second half, too.
3: 16 points, I think five baskets. What's
6: what happened defensively, James, in the second half? Uh, honestly, just just realizing that we need this game, like, so we're going to do whatever we need to do. We In the first half, we did not play as good or whatever. They, they were getting easy offensive rebounds, easy buckets off of them. I think they had almost 10 second chance points, which was way too many. So, I mean, once we shut down their offensive rebounds, they really weren't getting much in the half court and in transition. So we knew once they stopped rebounding that we would be good.
1: Get that chance to showcase what you can do, and uh, you know to, to be, you know, probably prove a lot of people wrong after after leaving Alabama. Does this feel like vindication, or like what, what's the emotion like?
6: Uh, I mean, man, it feels great. Uh, I mean, it's the first time I've been healthy in my college career, really. So, uh, I mean, it just feels good to be able to move around again and play with my guys. So, uh, I mean, ju- just playing healthy again, just continuing to get better and better. So. I mean, we, we got to go make a run right here and stay like that.
4: Also breaking news. Wichita State-designated hitter slash left-handed pitcher Peyton Tolley has been named to the American Athletic Conference Player of the Week, the conference announced today. In the least surprising news ever, Player of the Week. All right, it's one forty. When we come back, I'm old Jack Young. That's next.
3: You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show
0: on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. When it comes to making plans for next year, it's time to think new
3: for 22. Take advantage of the season's best pricing on model year 2022, Case IH equipment from CanEquip. Choose from Case IH seeders, tillage tools, and more. Plus five years of an AFS Connect subscription with purchase on select equipment. Visit CanEquip in Wichita, Hutchinson, your Case IH Red
2: Zone sponsor.
3: CanEquip, CanEquip with you.
2: Wireless headphones. That'll be $200.
0: I'll use my Capital One Quicksilver card.
2: Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase, everywhere.
0: I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cash back is pretty heroic.
2: Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver Card. What's in your world?
0: Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.
2: Did you know you could be driving in a pile of cash, like right now? Bumper makes it easy to know what your car is worth. The used car market is hot right now. Bumper.com could be your chance to cash in. Bumper.com lets you know what your car is worth based on your car's specific details. So whether you're selling or just want to know, Bumper makes it easy. Bumper.com could be your opportunity to make some bank. Know what your car is worth. Just go to Bumper.com. Bumper reports are based upon data available. Bumper may not have the complete historical records of every vehicle.
3: Did you know a fire department responds to a fire every 23 seconds? First Alert is reminding you to be prepared by installing smoke and carbon monoxide alarms on every level and in each bedroom of your home. Don't forget to add First Alert fire extinguishers on every level, plus in common spaces like the kitchen and know how to use them. Protect your whole home with safety you can trust by visiting firstalert.com and Lowe's stores today. Curtis Siebold here with good news. Now you can listen to the program with Soren Petro on your way home. Every weekday from 4 to 6 here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM, hear the most listened to sports talk show in Kansas City. Soren, producer Jed Marshall, and I give you in-depth analysis and opinions with a sense of history and a sense of humor. We'll also give you the best guest lineup you'll find anywhere. So when you punch out, punch up Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Fast, on
2: a rough road, riding 143. Through the mountains, climbing. I'm old Jack, yeah? Pat's here. Why are you
4: laughing? I'll tell you in a second.
2: Young, like a
4: Jack,
3: moon
2: yes, sir. do you know why I'm
4: why I'm laughing?
3: I think I've got a
2: hunch.
3: But
4: I When it was this guy's birthday, Pat, and I, I played no this song at the very beginning of the but show, whenever that was. Is so it coming back to you now, Jack. It is. This is a guy that I thought was a no-talent greaseball for a long time. He still kind of do. But I won't be grudging for all the money he's made and the time he spent with Pamela Anderson.
3: Just Just rock. Kid Rock? Kid Rock. I don't think I've ever heard this song No? Before. what? Free?
4: Hey, Jack, wasn't this also part of like a truck commercial? Oh, maybe? yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I've listened to two songs of Kid Rock. Ball with the ball. Of course. Excuse me? Come on. That's well, Kid Rock's first big song. What's it called? Ball with the Ball. <laughs> and? Jack, you better cue it up. No, well, don't cue it up. Yes, you no. should. Why? What's the other one? The one that was played the, one and, trillion and, and, times? And the other one was him doing a duet with, with a chick. You're oh, telling Cheryl me Crow. you. Yes, all summer long you've never heard. We've he heard all summer long. He does that too. Oh yes, that one too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. Too? Yeah, that one too. Sorry, I just ignore that one because that one I'm like, nope. I, I just kind of like throw that away and just forget about it on purpose because oh. I'm like,
4: interesting that you bring up the duet with Cheryl Crow as
3: being memorable, but because I hear, I feel like I hear that a lot, or I heard it it's a lot. Been, then it's been a long time since I've heard it last. You're not going to pull up on with the Bob? Man, you kill me. Do it in your show, Shane.
4: Shane said no. no.
3: <laughs> when has that stopped you? Uh, most times. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> it has not stopped. <laughs> you. I usually spring. Slightest. I'll
5: spring things on him for he has a chance to say no. But if
3: it, it's the boss's orders, it's the Shane Dennis show. Do you not know what I'm talking about? I really don't. Bob with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy diggy. That there ain't cuss words in it, Jack.
5: I don't think so. I, I can get a clean version if you want. Fired up. Alrighty with
3: the ball, the bang, the bang, dicky, dicky, dicky. You, you'll recognize it, yeah. Really? Oh, oh yeah. I'll, how have I... Hmm. Long time ago, Pat? Yeah. This is probably... Was this early 2000s? 90s? Yeah,
5: I think early right. 2000s, late 90s. Like a, it's
3: it's a long intro. Like at the height of his
4: power type stuff? Of course, you, you only know three songs of his. so how Just so you know? you know.
5: Well, how many more songs quick have you listened to a kid of... of a ball Kid Rock, Clean. <laughs> okay. That is that. I am not. Let the right. Anybody's listening. Be it show it is not there my fault. Be. If YouTube, if anything, you blame Pat because he forced me to play this song. I did Agreed. not.
6: We're I, in did,
3: agreement. I did no such thing. We're in agreement. There
5: was no no forcing of anything. All right, here we go. I mean, I got the dump button just just
3: in case. It was merely just a suggestion. I... But the this intro. Is YouTube's
5: fault if it doesn't. But,
3: but you know what I'm talking about though. Oh, yeah. Like, just play the intro. Like, just play the chorus. Because I know what he. I know. I know. One, he does curse in the song. I do actually do remember that, but I'm pretty sure it's the A word, which you can actually say on the radio. The A hole.
5: No, word? I don't think so. It says clean on this YouTube one.
4: Okay, let the record you just, show. You exactly. just need that. You
3: just need to listen to the beginning, and that's like I'm surprised you don't know this beginning. I really don't.
4: See, I've never. It's you have to come in light here. Here you go. You don't have to be a Kid Rock guy to know all summer long because you get beat over the head hear it now no
3: your ears suck
4: what about cow? What, what's the other the cowboy song Jack I Want to Be a Cowboy is that what it's called
3: I think so yeah, yeah.
5: they play it as an arrowhead too or you this, this song right here
3: just wait till you get to the main part the I Am Kid Rock part and then you can find it now go back to Uncle Cracker Wow! Never heard it. All right,
4: I like it, but not familiar. All right, that go back like, to Uncle Cracker. Sounds like a Limp Biscuit to me. <laughs> right, kind of. Right. Don't you agree? I, 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 I
5: well, agree. Kid Rock okay. was at um, uh, uh, Woodstock when when Limp Biscuit went crazy and and told everybody to start a riot, basically, and that did ensue. Woodstock '98.
3: Mm. Yeah, Limp Man. Biscuit's fault. I am stunned you have never heard that song before. The great Fred Durst. No, I haven't. That is the very first song I think of with, with Kid Rock. I'm
4: stunned you haven't heard of the Cowboy song and uh What Cowboy song again? I Wanna Be a Cow Oh yeah I've play. heard that one. That's it. There's
3: there's probably more Kid Rock songs out there. I I just think of maybe two. Then you have one with Martina McBride as well.
4: Whoa. I probably. thought
5: so. He's got know. uh only God knows why, Cowboy. American oh my badass. gosh, oh my god knows why.
4: Man. American Badass, yeah.
3: Hold oh on. yeah, Undertaker. That's right. <laughs> Redneck Paradise. I forgot about that one. Yep. Yeah. Okay, he's got more of I thought. Yeah. Carry on. Sorry. All I didn't right. I didn't mean to, you know, put down Kid Rock on this show. No, I've done way worse. He's better than the Nickelback, so I'll take it. <laughs> there we go. Alright, so March
4: sixth. We'll start with deaths on this day in sport. Dying at the age of 45, back in 2006, Kirby Puckett. From a twin, twin great. I thought I read somewhere that he has the best career batting average of any right-hand batter. That outlandish to think or say?
5: Well, let's find out per baseball reference first what his all-time... Batting average was he hit three eighteen. I have a hard time imagining that's the all time record for a right hitter. For a
4: right handed hitter,
5: I might as well just use Google and say who has the best average.
4: Yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) If only we had. If only there is some
3: technology that could possibly do this.
5: Eric Bedard, forty four. Baseball. It's Roger Hornsby, four twenty four lifetime.
4: Four twenty four lifetime.
5: Yeah. No, shut up! Oh, sorry, have, sorry, sorry. We have four sorry. twenty-four 358. one year, <laughs> three fifty-eight lifetime,
3: three fifty-eight. Okay, more like it.
5: Misleading. I looked that up, and the first stat they gave me was four twenty-four.
3: They say, how come
5: it's season right. Then how could you yeah? Stop, that's like
4: that's the magic uh, number. Three fifty-eight
5: lifetime, twenty-three years. All
4: right, not too shabby. Sage Rosenfels, forty-five.
5: Mm.
3: Go football,
4: yeah. Speaking of backup quarterbacks, like we did at twelve forty-five.
3: Sage, former Sage. Iowa State great, Sage Rosenfeld. Are you targeting for backup quarterback for KC? Well, player.
5: the
4: masses say Gardner Minshew if he'd accept it, but I,
3: I think. Is that just because he has a mustache? It's not. I'd go I in on so. Baker. I, I think it's just because of a mustache. Jack
4: wants it to be Shane Bouchelle, who's never taken a real NFL snap.
3: Well, it'd be cheap. It'd be cheap. And then if Patrick gets hurt, then whoop, it's gotta go back to Marty Ball. All right, Isaiah Pacheco, Steve Deberg, Kadarius David. Tony was a high school quarterback. Ah, that's that's why they traded for Kadarius. Yep. They knew Chet Travis Kelsey retired.
5: was a quarterback in college. That's right. That's right. It's all it about just... reading between the lines. Oh <sighs> gosh, Tommy Townsend's we... got a cannon. It's
2: right there
4: for <laughs> us. We didn't see it until now. <laughs> Michael Finley is 50.
2: Ooh, ooh.
5: I'm going to go basketball, yeah. right?
4: Yes. Yeah. Former son in Maverick, great. Yeah. Same day, same year. Greg Ostertag
5: is 50. Uh, former Jayhawk. The big O. The big O, baby. A big donkey as well. He mm-hmm. is a big donkey.
4: An even bigger donkey is 51 today. Kane Shaquille Devitts. O'Neal. Oh, nice. no. He
5: qualifies as a massive donkey or a gargantuan <laughs> yes. donkey.
4: He's a giant human. He's the big 51. D.
5: So one of the greatest centers of all time. I would probably go and say next to Wilt, the most physically imposing and dominating big man of all time. Didn't have to be finesse. Just could dominate people with this size.
4: Yeah, I, I won't fight you with that. He was a
3: at his peak, God, I bet he was three hundred and thirty pounds. I mean he just I just I just saw a TikTok like a guy does a simulation of what happens if you play a season with nothing but Shaquille O'Neal players on your team. Yes. And that's your starting five. It went they went eighty two and zero in the regular season. <laughs> That's pretty good. And they, they they won the finals. They swept in the they swept Didn't the. It was a, a game with ah. Shaquille O'Neal being top to bottom. His, Tell me how does that work? His hmm. dunk on Chris
5: Dudley might go down as the most disrespectful in NBA history. It really was. A dunk shove, and then nasty. Dudley threw the ball at him.
4: Yeah, the only thing that would have been better is if he pulled the backboard down and dropped it on the top of him. <laughs> Trickier one now an old and I'll give you his nickname too Eric Sleepy Floyd is 63. I don't suck to have
5: that as your name uh, he wanted sleepy besides Eric so God, I feel like, like anytime you get a nickname like that it's got to be baseball
4: no Ugh. Pat you know who Sleepy Floyd was hoops yeah former warrior great and Georgetown great I believe. I think he set an NBA record for most points in a quarter in a playoff game. In like 29. Sleepy Floyd.
5: I just looked, looked it, really it up. Uh, he got his nickname Sleepy when a spectator yelled, Get that kid out of the game. He's sleeping. Wow. While he's playing baseball in the fourth grade.
4: Hmm. Tough crowd. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about a... Jerk parent. A hostile environment. Going all the way back to Sleepy Floyd's youth. Jeez. <laughs> All right, here's a tricky one, but you need to know it. We'll try to time it up where mm. Curtis walks in.
5: He already came in.
4: Oh, Dick Fosbury is seventy six. Why does it? Why does uh, Curtis come in anyway? What's he come in there for? Uh, he's, he's got to set guy. up
5: something for the program. He's got to oh, get okay. some audio like set up to play or something like that. Stay up studio. Okay. He was uh, he was in pretty early today. He was in during the the segment we were getting the mascots, so I didn't. Oh hit, wow! Yeah, no, That's it was real early, early today. Yeah. Um is it a big four? Dick, no, Dick Fosbury is not the big four. I'll go Olympian.
4: Yes, Nice. high jumper. He invented the Fosbury flop. The what? You heard me. The Fosbury flop. It's a technique mm. born on this day. Now dead, Willie Stargell.
5: Ooh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, baseball, former Pirate.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. my gosh, what took you so long? Pops.
5: <laughs> I was born sidetracked this, with the ACDC.
4: Also born on this day, Cookie Rojas. Baseball. Yeah. Former role, great. All right, there you go. We're done. We'll have uh, our normal fair tomorrow, including Jordan Foote. He'll join us at 1 o'clock. For Jack, I'm Shane. Thanks for listening, everybody, but stick around. The pulse is next.